0: All right, welcome in to What's the Line? I'm your host, Jensen Mosley. I got my co-host over here, Jackson Porch. Say what's up.
1: What's up? What's up?
0: And we got my other co-host over here, Cam Cartrons. Okay, good intro from Cam (laughs) over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, co-host. All right, big time, big time. All right, we're going to call it college football review week four. Games just happened. This is the day after, recording this on Sunday night. Day after, we're getting our first thoughts on it. Porch, can me Florida State, Clemson, what you got?
1: Okay, so a game that Clemson dominated early, Clubnick looked good. He didn't look great, but he did enough for them to win that game. One big player remember, it was Clemson 24, Florida State 17, Clemson driving into Florida State's red zone costly misblock by Clemson leading to a Florida State fumble. Picks it up 24-24. Game continues down a path and it goes to 24-24 still. Late fourth quarter, Clemson misses the field goal. Goes into overtime 31-24 Florida State. Just a game that Clemson really had to win to keep their late season aspirations alive and just couldn't close it out. But good Florida yep. State team finds a way to win again. Yep. I
0: mean, I after i mean they started real slow uh florida state did just kind of came out there um just just a side note we do a college football pick them just for fun on the side with a couple friends we know and everybody and all seven people in this big florida state so that alone kind of made me think okay clemson might you know it might come from come out of nowhere and win this i mean yeah it went it went down to final final play i mean it was a what third and one in overtime it's a rpo and he decides to throw it out instead of just handing it off and i mean i mean that Mm -hmm. play kind of ruined it set him back two or three yards and then fourth down just bad throw mistiming it's just how it goes
1: you know and i've um, never an easy place to go play in death valley you know, Davo, this Davo, he needs to focus on building this team, build this team, getting club club Nick ready for next year. I think yeah. Davo is also going to have to live up to. He's going to have to start getting players from the portal, and I think that's a massive change you're going to see. He has not got anybody from the portal. He's went major recruiting class only. And I think that's a switch Clemson is going to have to make to keep on staying competitive in this new right. format of college football.
0: I mean, and like like you said, getting plugging it ready for next year you look at the roster and i mean it's junior sophomore freshman 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 sophomore like there's not many seniors on this team not a lot of turnover no not a lot of turnover so go ahead i mean two losses acc you know your postseason aspirations are kind of over at this point so this is about building for next um, year and building for the future
1: and another another important note Um, That first loss to Duke was also a conference loss, so a lot of things would have to happen for Clemson to try to weasel its way into the um, championship of the ACC. Duke would have to lose three games because of that second game tiebreaker, and that's not even starting to talk about teams like North Carolina that are good, other teams that could maybe not even have two losses when it gets down to that time, and Clemson would have to finish out their schedule.
0: 100%. Yeah, 100%. All right, moving on to the next game. Oh, boy. Auburn, Texas A&M. Uh, for y'all that don't know, I'm an Auburn fan. These two over here are Bama fans. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Starting off the game, no, really good. I, really I, good week. I, I had, I had, I had pretty good hopes that we could like stay in the game until late, which we kind of did. But once it hit that twenty to three mark, it was kind of. <laughs> I paint, paint thorn. I, it's just highs and lows with him. I mean, we're playing Sanford and we're playing UMass and he'll throw for 300 and rush for 100, play a competitive team in a hostile environment. He just wasn't ready for it. I'm not saying benching by any means right now, but I mean, we've got, I don't know, we got to get other guys definitely definitely looks or maybe we can just ride it out with him and let him, let him get it. I mean, he hasn't, he's, he came here in the middle of the summer. He didn't go through spring. He only went through fall camp. And it's a very difficult offense that like Hugh Freeze and Phillip Montgomery wants to run to to learn in that short amount of time. So I'm not waving the white flag by any means, hitting the
1: pennant button, but I don't know. I, you know, I couldn't disagree more on the Peyton Thorne thing. He was scared. He cannot do a single thing out there. You saw shades of that in the Cal game, first half. I mean, he can't yeah. throw an open ball. He's he's looking he's looking to get sacked before he even makes his first read. Then he tucks it and basically drops it and even try to wait for contact. In my opinion, yeah. looking at Auburn roster for next year with Hugh Freeze bringing all, all these good recruits, um, Auburn fans do not need to panic, but I think it's time to maybe let – Ashford or Garner looked very good on that last drive. Maybe let him have good. a chance because looking did. forward, Auburn has Auburn has nothing to lose. Um, if you know Thorne's not going to be there next year, might as well throw in somebody and just let them loose. I mean, that's the best Auburn can hope for. They have the chance to throw some shots at some bigger teams. They got Auburn, Alabama. I mean, they got Alabama coming up, Georgia next week, and then I think the biggest thing to point out is just if you're Auburn fans, not to panic. This is a right. Brian Harson problem. Definitely.
0: This is Brian Harson turnover. This is a yeah. Hugh Freeze's roster.
1: But one thing I would be a little concerned with is not Hugh Freeze, but the offensive coordinator. Not a lot of good when Asher comes in there. You're not putting him in a situation, kind of similar to the Alabama Jalen Rowe. You're not putting him in a situation to succeed. So I'd look for a little bit of of right. offensive coordinator changeover after this season. Um, yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely agree with that. I'm not sure how much Hugh Freeze and Phillip Montgomery see eye-to-eye, eye, especially when I think like half of half of our, like, okay, well, like, for example, in the Cal game, both the touchdowns we had in that game, Hugh Freeze called them plays, and he said that in the, in the presser after the game. So I don't know how much Phillip and Hugh see eye-to-eye. Eye. It's just how it is. Now, as far as the other side of the ball, Ron Roberts, I love Ron Roberts. He kept us in that game the entire time. I mean, we had injuries, secondary. We were on our fourth and fifth string corner by the time second half rolled around. So, and he still kept us in the game, and uh, I don't know. I, I appreciate him and what he's done. Okay, next game, we Any got... Any thoughts,
1: Cam? <sighs> I didn't know the score was 20 to three. I didn't know that happened. I feel bad. Um, it was 27 right.
0: to 10. 27 Ooh, to 10 was um, the final. Uh, I will say a note about that game. As an Auburn fan, personally myself, I would have rather seen UG Sante absolutely truck stick Jimbo Fisher instead of scoring right there. But <laughs> that's just <laughs> –
1: okay. you know, I'm very surprised add, by your comments. I want to add one more thing. I want to add one more thing on the side of A&M, you know. Very unfortunate fortunate to see Wegman go down, especially with the open SEC West. I know Max Johnson right. was able to come in and have success right. against Auburn, but I don't know how he'd be able to sustain that, sustain that when you have different teams come to town, notably Alabama in a couple of weeks. Something that's something 100%. to keep an eye on. With Wegman, Texas A&M can play with anybody. But without him, we'll have to see. 100%.
0: All right, next game, Colorado at Oregon. Now, Travis Hunter's out. But Travis Hunter don't fix 42 points. Let's let's keep that in mind. So I mean, we I mean we we all know Oregon. I mean, me personally, I knew Oregon was going to beat them pretty badly. I don't know about 42.0 at one point badly, ended up being 42 6. I didn't honestly see that coming. But I mean, Oregon just offensive line, defensive line just dominated the entire game. Bo Nix yep. looked, incred- looked incredible looked un- incredible under this offense. True. I mean he he played he played a heck of a game. Uh, I got uh, give me some thoughts, Ports. I need to look up this player's name just so I don't get it wrong.
1: Okay, so um, you know I think this is very similar to the Auburn situation. Colorado's been able to come. And win three games, maybe one, two. They shouldn't have. I think you cannot panic as a Colorado fan seeing what Dion's going to bring in. Porter-wise, five-star-wise, this is a year where he just was building social media. This is this is going to be the yep. weakest Colorado's ever going to be. Absolutely, to disaster after disaster in front of Dion. And you know, one thing I would say is, um, I was expecting him. I was not expecting Colorado's defense to get a stop, but a little disappointed by 52 yards of total offense in the first half. Shudder was not able to get anything going. And he really, what I was impressed by with Oregon, they were able to contain him in the pocket, where you've seen against Nebraska and Colorado State, Shudder is able to get out of the pocket and make different sorts of plays. And that just did not happen on Oregon. Now, I think Oregon's probably the most well-balanced team, arguably, in the country. And they have a good chance of winning that Pac-12.
0: 100%. I mean, Shador, I mean, wasn't terrible stats. I mean, he was 23-33 for 159 in the touchdown. Just that yards per completions wasn't great. I thought, um, I mean, he obviously didn't have his, I, well, I don't know about favorite, maybe, but his second leading receiver in Travis Hunter out there, I mean, didn't have him. DeVarce Dawson, he was nowhere to be seen when it comes to receiving yards, and he's been there leaving receiver the entire year. I mean, he had three receptions, but only for 14 yards, so It's just not great. And then as far and what I was going to talk about uh, earlier, Oregon had uh, Bucky Irvin, great game from him. Marquise, Marquise's first name, Bucky, Bucky nickname, Bucky Irvin. He had a great game. I mean, he was explosive out of the backfield. He, he was going everywhere on that.
1: And um, one thing I will say is that Pac-12, I've been so impressed with how they play this year. Probably arguably the deepest, best conference in football this year. And they're about to
0: explode.
1: (laughs) Yep. And the thing to look out for, too, is is Colorado. People cannot start to sleep on this Colorado team after this Oregon game. Teams like Washington State, Oregon State, USC, that doesn't have a defense at all, really. Colorado could play spoiler down the line for teams with CFP aspirations. You know, um, I think it's a good transition point to get into Washington State, Oregon State. What did you think about that one?
0: I was surprised. I thought Oregon State was going to absolutely steamroll Washington State, and it just did not happen. I mean, let's see. I mean, Washington State just came out of the game flying.
1: That Cam Uh, Ward guy. Cam Ward. Unbelievable. Dog. Very good. And you know, Oregon State's a very physical team. They're an SEC-type team, very good in the trenches, and I was Absolutely. expecting Washington State to get pushed around a little bit. Didn't happen. Cam Ward, mm-hmm. absolute witch out there, got anything going he wanted. And uh, Oregon State came back late. It was twenty-one points. Ended at three points, but very good win for Washington State.
0: Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> DJU. He didn't have the best game of his best game of his career, career, but it was still good. I mean. They were down I mean they were down thirty five to fourteen at one time and the final ended up being thirty-eight thirty-five. So they fought back at the end of the game and props to them for not giving up late and they did their thing. Um let's see, let me check. I mean DJU ended the game seventeen thirty four, two hundred. That's not not bad by any means, but Cam Ward finished twenty eight thirty four for four oh four and four touchdowns. I mean Oof, what a day for him.
1: And, uh, you know, one thing that is going to be interesting here can anyone in the Pac 12 last? You know, so many good teams. Can anyone come undefeated? Something that we haven't seen in the Pac 12 really yep. in the past 10 years Oregon, Mariota, 14. But can one team come out of this conference instead of it? for lack of a better word, cannibalizing itself, them all putting each other out, you know, that'll be an un- interesting right. factor to see.
0: Right. I mean, it's happened every year. Somebody's either no, lo- they're no loss or one loss, and they're going to the conference championship, and they just lose. Like, take, for example, last year, USC may or may not have been in that playoff talk, but then they go play Utah and just get absolutely rolled over, and they're out of the playoff discussion. So, I mean, they keep keep hurting themselves as it comes late in the year. I mean, don't sleep on this Washington State team, boy. They looked really good yesterday. All right, next game. Let's go to Ole Miss, Bama.
1: Take it away, Porch. As an Alabama fan, I was personally in Tuscaloosa myself. You know, very, very, very weird game. Alabama, offensively, not good enough to win many games in the SEC, in my opinion had a couple of lucky offensive plays that throw to Burton to get us in the red zone, completely wrong shoulder. Burton made a heck of a catch and um, just was a very weird game that um, block punt. We got on the one yard line, end up snapping over our head, had to settle for a 40 yard field goal. You wonder why you don't go into center there and QB sneak it, especially with Milrow, that interception in the red zone. We had second quarter, just bad throw. Ole Miss, if Ole Miss had come to play, it's a, very different ball game. Very surprised by some of the play calling by Ole Miss. Didn't uh, had a definitely. beat up Judkins at maybe 75%, and they wanted to run the ball in the middle. I thought when they um, spread us out and threw the ball, they had major success. And one thing I was shocked by is instead of spreading us out all the time, they wanted to go trips, two wide receivers on one side, and not – and just kind of play to one side of the field, which plays to Alabama's hands. And right. I was a little disappointed by that play call of Blaine Kiffin. I didn't think they went for it in big situations like they usually do. And just a good win for Alabama to get out of there and continue undefeated in the SEC.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I was kind of surprised. It looked like they were basically force feeding Jenkins at times. And that's just, I don't know, like they were trying to get him involved. And no, it just wasn't working. He finished the game with. 13 carries for 56 yards. What I was surprised with is uh uh the backup Bentley, he played a heck of a game last week against Georgia mm-hmm. Tech and they only gave him one carry, and then against Tulane, he was even looking really good. So I'm surprised he only got one carry in those play calls. As far as, as far as Bama goes, I mean Milro finished the game 17 to 21. Great percentage there. The interception, yeah kind of can't really get mad at him for making that decision. You understand why he makes it, but you just hope he doesn't do it in the future.
1: Yeah, and I'm just going to say that my criticism of Milro, that's not saying I think he gives us the best chance to win out of anybody. Oh, one thing, Proctor, Proctor, 74, the five-star from Iowa, got pulled for a majority of the third quarter, came back in the yep. fourth quarter, but – just got burnt play after play. If you go back and watch any sack, any hurry where Milrose supposed to go pocket, it usually came on the Proctor's side. And, you know, m- moving forward, I don't care if it's a walk-on, one-star, five-star, somebody we pull out of college. If somebody wants to block on that left side, it's going to clean up a lot of things for Alabama. But I yeah, think it's I interesting don't... to see how our playbook keeps on developing under Milo. yep
0: well, I, don't, I don't know if you heard this, but um... – Y'all starting left left guard, apparently he tells this the kid from Iowa everything to do. And so when he wasn't playing in that USF game last week, he had no idea what, the, what to do. So I don't know. Was he playing yesterday?
1: Can you say that one more time?
0: The starting left guard, was he back yesterday?
1: Yes, he was. And one okay. thing, too, our center – just a couple of snaps that Miro had to make a great catch for, even worrying about making his reads, and obviously that one that went over his head. Just a lot of right. things that doesn't usually happen on saving coach teams. Penalties, a lot of late yep. hits that did not get called against Alabama. Just a lot of stuff we got to clean up if we want to continue to compete and play with the LSU's, the Tennessees, teams like that right. going forward. And I'll tell you what I loved. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jam Miller targeting. I just live for that type of play, man. Just get – I feel like yes. the defense looked completely different after that. Like, it just looked like an old Alabama team actually having a hyped-up defense He wants to hit somebody. Yep. And, you know, I will say there were flashes of old Alabama teams, like that play that Cameron's talking about right there, that kickoff hit – which I don't know if that can be called targeting when the Ole Miss player rolls into ducks, a ball.
0: Right, yeah, he, he's I giving think there's himself a lot up, of basically.
1: a in college football where somebody's yep. coming 20 miles an hour and you can't stop. But I think yep. Alabama showed a lot of physicality. Like I said, though, I don't think it's national championship level, as some people are saying, when Ole Miss took shots. And there were a lot of miscues in the first half where Ole Miss had just got as wide open. So I think it's interesting to see if this Alabama defense can hold up like that throughout the season
0: yeah um i mean as as we all know the sec is a gauntlet every year no matter if we're no matter if like we're kind of in the off year this year kind of we are whatever it doesn't matter It's still a gauntlet nobody wants to go play at mississippi state nobody wants to go play at arkansas uh, it's just not fun to do so gotta get better as weeks goes on all right next game arkansas lsu What an underrated game. What What an underrated game this was. This was on during Notre Dame, Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State. But man, I was locked into this game for a majority of the time just because of how good it was. Sam, absolutely. What a great job preparing your team, my guy. Uh, You did everything you could up up until the end of the game. And LSU, honestly, they were just, they just had more athletes and a better team. That's just all it was when it came down to it let's see kj yeah. jefferson kj jefferson 21 31 for 300 pretty good the two picks the one late in the game was head scratching you, you just don't want your fourth year quarterback doing that that's supposed to be one of the top three quarterbacks in the sec you just don't want to make mm-hmm. it that type of read uh Jaden daniels uh, did his thing uh four tds on the day i was Very impressed with Brian Thomas, Brian Thomas, the receiver from LSU. Five receptions, one hundred and thirty-three. I mean, these these were just small plays, and he was just making plays after them. It'd be a five-yard slant, and he turned into a sixty-yard game. Like it was just small things like that that was helping them
1: out. Um, you know, going into this game, Arkansas, Arkansas was eighteen-point dogs. I know it's in Death Valley, but this game is always close. It's an SEC game. It's a huge rivalry yep. game between the yep. two teams. Absolute. I mean, I haven't been sold on KJ Jefferson. I know he made a big leap last year, but this game it's looked like he even took a bigger leap from what he has done throwing the ball. Some of the throws he made were absolutely unbelievable. One thing I will note: as good as an Arkansas, as good as Arkansas played in this game, really impressed with LSU. No matter how many, they took so many sh- hits and they recovered yeah. from every time, answered bigger than Arkansas gave them, ended up winning that game 34-31. You're going to take any game you can win in the SEC. Really good by LSU. Oh, that keeps a lot of their aspirations alive after that first Florida State loss.
0: I mean, right, yeah, it's you're you're 3-1, and one, but you're 2-0 oh in the conference. That's all that matters right now, right? I mean, the – the LSU Florida State game all it was it was a it was a win-win game you win that game all right cool you beat one of the better teams in the country once it comes playoff time your resume still looks good you lose that game all right you lost to one of the better teams in the country once it comes playoff time so you're fine either way you just gotta if you're LSU Mainly try to win out your conference. You may can have one loss and win the conference championship and get in. But your Florida State, you can maybe take a hit uh, from a Clemson or mm-hmm. a Duke or something like that and still get into the playoff because you proved yourself against and, a team like LSU.
1: One more thing. Um, I know a lot of people had that Ohio State Notre Dame game on. You see Smith yeah. and Jigba, Abuka, two absolute yeah. weapons out there. A lot of people are underrating this LSU guy, neighbors, absolute Lamborghini. He's a supercar out there. I mean, he can get open at any point. I mean, he, look at him at the end of the season to be regards as one of the best wide receivers in the country. Obviously, had that monster first quarter against Mississippi State. Look for him to keep on building on these performances.
0: So, moving on to Ohio State-Notre Dame, which you just mentioned, I did not expect this game to go this way at all, and it went very low scoring. Kinda expected it to be low scoring, but I didn't expect this low scoring to where it was what 3-0 going into half. I mean, nobody expected that. Um, as as far as Notre Dame goes for the end of the game, like that's that that's just unacceptable. Your second year coach, your defensive coach. Uh, you can't have ten guys on the field at the end of the game. That uh, just can't happen.
1: And I saw where on Twitter too to add on that. Not only was it those final two plays, the third and 19. Yep. Third and 19, they had 10 guys on the field. Absolutely unacceptable. Freeman comes in a press conference after saying he was afraid of getting a penalty, but if he knew the rules, I was reading up on this, you don't get a penalty for running somebody on only if you bring a 12th guy off. So, absolute miscue by Notre Dame. Really damages their playoff aspirations after everyone has, I would say, a little bit of bias against Notre Dame, given the performances they put up. In previous in playoffs, past, yeah, yep. so they might still have a chance to get in. They play USC. They play Clemson. They play Duke this week, where game day will be. But really disappointing this Notre Dame team. I was really high on them. Didn't finish on a lot of the drives in the first half. Got in the red zone three times. Missed a field goal. That controversial Sam Hartman call that I didn't like, didn't see how you could overturn that, and a fumble. So I thought right. Hartman would do better against Ohio State defense experienced quarterback and then they really didn't get the run game going until they put two running backs back there. It was a little bit yep. disappointed in Notre Dame's running back. Um pretty good win for Ohio State. Still not sold on them, but we'll see going forward. Right.
0: I mean, this is another day 18 that's been averaging Two two twenty 220, 225 plus rushing yards in the game. I mean, they did get to that one seventy six mark, but it still didn't look like they ever had a like a rhythm. It just felt like it was trying to trying to force the run game down their throats, and it just I don't know just didn't look natural like it always does. Um, obviously, Marvin Harrison did his thing, but uh, Ibuka, man, what a game! I mean. He said mm-hmm. he'd probably be the best receiver on any other team in the country. That's how good this kid is. I mean, he was just getting off his routes quick. Uh, he, he'll probably be up there with Marvin Harrison in the draft for next year. He's that good of a talent.
1: And uh, really impressed with Ohio State's ability. Not only McCord, who I thought was going to turn over the ball multiple times. He yes. had a clean game, made yes. throws when they needed it. That huge third and 19 yes. throw. And one thing they showed the ability to do is to get the ball to Stover, that very good tight end in the middle when Ibuka and Harrison Jr. are being covered a lot. Travion Henderson had a good game, explosive plays. Um, One more thing I want to add, um, on: 14-10, Ohio State driving. You get that second and 10 that leads to intentional ground and gets the third and 19. Ohio State calls a timeout, unacceptable for Notre Dame to let a route go 22 yards right in front of the end zone to the best player on the field. Absolutely unacceptable by a defensive coach. A lot yep. of questions I think should be on Freeman that aren't. I don't care how inexperienced he is coming in this job. He got hired at Notre Dame, which is a historic program. So I think going right. forward, there needs to be a lot of questions, questions raised about Freeman. Now,
0: I I will say I think Freeman is actually doing a very good job as far as recruiting goes for this team. I mean, Brian Kelly left for the sole reason of he couldn't get athletes to Notre Dame. Notre Dame has the athletes now. Now you just got to get over that hump, right? You got a 17-year quarterback in Sam Hartman. Obviously, he's going to help you this year, but can you have guys come in and still lead like Hartman is doing right now? I mean, as far as Hartman did in this game, I mean, I thought he made very good reads. There was only one read um, late in the third quarter that was kind of kind of questionable, got tipped up, got knocked down. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, I think he played a very good game. His receivers weren't really doing him any favors, but also think the uh, play calling was a little elementary. Like, there wasn't many route trees. There wasn't mm-hmm. – I don't know. It just looked – you just look like a high school coach was calling that. Like, that's I don't know.
1: When Notre Dame was able to throw the ball deep, though, they got a lot of pass interference,s a lot of big plays. I think that's more. I know they're a physical team. They have yep. Estimo, who is an absolute tank. But I think you got to kind of let Sam Hartman go a little bit more. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's throwing for almost I think fifteen thousand yards in his college career. I don't care how long he's been playing. Same. He can he can throw the ball, and I think they need to kind of let him loose a little bit more.
0: Yep. Just real quick, I do want to touch on this Washington Washington Cal game. Michael Penix is insane. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the country right now. There's not a throw this kid can't make. There's not a read he can't make. I mean, he's just doing. He's doing insane. So props to Michael Penix. Michael Penix out there in Washington. Uh, let's see.
1: Washington needs to be. I think Washington is a. Is very happy being underrated right now. Not a lot of people talking about them. That's exactly how they want it. But one thing I will touch on that game too, Janssen. Um thirty-two points put up against your defense in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty two points put up by Cal, which is if you watch that Auburn Cal game, Cal non electric offense at all. Probably no. on championship team, shouldn't put up more than fourteen points. A little bit concerning there. Right offensively, they're going to be able to roll with anybody in the country.
0: 100%. Uh, that, that offense is electric. It's fun to watch, too. One of the more enjoyable teams to watch. That uh, just shows how good the Pac-12 is this year. Let's see. Uh, kind of a game I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to. Mississippi State, South Carolina. South Carolina 1-2 and two coming into this game. That didn't matter. Shane Beamer had his guys ready to play come out with a 27-20 win. Spencer Rattler is doing his thing. You can say what you want to about Spencer Rattler. He is balled out this year despite despite the record for this team. He's played really well. Okay, we got Penn State, Iowa. Not surprised by this game at all. Me personally, I know Jackson had other thoughts on this. In, until you fire this, until the coach fires his son as a coordinator, you're not going to do anything. And you're just not. Uh, I mean, these these plays are like I'm I'm playing NCAA 14 over here. Like, I'm just – I don't know. It's the most elementary thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's kind of pathetic, I'm going to be honest. And it's not like you don't have the athletes either. Like, you've got guys on this team. Um my mind's blanking right now, but uh, quarter, quarterback's name. Can't think Thank of it right you know. now, who transferred from Michigan. Cade McDemair. Cade, yeah, Cade McTamer did his thing. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah. again
1: I'm not I'm not surprised by this at all right now. Um, uh, just complete embarrassment. Um it's time to start questioning Ferrance. I know he's been there for so long, won so many games, but is a question I always got to ask himself. Are they okay with mediocrity? Very good team. Defense is so stout, but they can only hold up for so long. It's a talented Penn State team. In the first quarter, Iowa had two chances inside the red zone, fumbled once, and one time they muffed a, they muffed a punt as well. Um, so many chances for Iowa to keep this close, keep this competitive, maybe put a little pressure on Penn State, which I didn't see. Um yep. just nothing's gonna get better unless Ferrance goes because he absolutely. obviously has no idea what he's doing at, off as a coordinator. Um absolutely and if and his dad can't fire him, he might need to be fired as well. Yeah,
0: I mean if you're if you're holding on to your son just because it's your son, like it's a business at the end of the day. It's a business. You, you gotta, you gotta score more than you gotta average more than eight points a game, which they are right now after last night. That's just pathetic. Um,
1: and McNamara this, is a talented guy. I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen he's no JJ McCarthy at Michigan, but he was very. I mean, he won Michigan a lot of games, yeah. and no, absolutely no excuse for Iowa. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, let's see. I know you maybe watched this game more than I did, Porch, but Missouri, Middle Tennessee, or Memphis. Missouri and Memphis. Very close game down to the end right there. Yes. A lot,
1: a lot of people were picking Memphis to win this game, maybe be closer than a little bit expected. I think the line was at seven and a half. A lot of people picked Memphis to keep it within that. Weird game in a um, in the old Ram Stadium in St. Louis, so it was kind of a de facto Home game for Missouri, but the crowd was kind of split. It is close to Memphis. Um, Missouri found a way to win late. Um, held Memphis. Found ways to get first downs, chew that clock late, burn Memphis' timeouts. Kind of a yep. back-and-forth game. Brady Cook and that burden kid, man, he is, Stud. He is supremely talented. Stud. Um, don't know. <laughs> uh, nothing against Missouri, nothing against Drinkwitch, but how he is at Missouri. No clue. Um, yeah, he's doing his thing. I think Missouri's a team to watch in that SEC East, you know. Absolutely. Georgia like, has not looked great, and, you know, Missouri can get – Pat. Missouri has Vanderbilt next week as well, so it could be a 5-0 start for Missouri. Then I think they have to play LSU.
0: It's LSU, but, but it's at Missouri. And that – I mean, that can be you – know, watch out for that. You saw, that can be a you scare. saw Georgia. You, scare you
1: saw Georgia going to Missouri last year. Yep. Two-point game. So, mm-hmm. you know – Missouri, if they just kind of do what they need to do, I think they could contend for the SEC East at the end of the day. Don't know where they play Florida at, but, you know, obviously – Florida,
0: they play – so they got LSU, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Florida all at home with going to Kentucky, going to Georgia, and going to Arkansas.
1: Okay, well, besides that, Georgia, maybe Arkansas. I mean, everything's ahead of them, not having to go to the Swamp, not having to go to Death Valley – not um, having to go to the
0: Knoxville.
1: Yes, which I can't get a read on them. But, you know, it's They're hard right. to win in Knoxville They're regardless right. in an SEC game. But I yeah. think as long as Missouri kind of does what they need to do, they can put pressure on a lot of teams.
0: 100%. team to watch out for in the, in the East, in the SEC in general, not just the East. Okay. All right, well – we're Coming up on about thirty-five minutes right now. First show. We got any final thoughts?
1: Um there is one more game I kinda wanted to go over. I oh. don't know or two two more actually. Um that's gonna be Kansas State UCF. The first yes. one I'm gonna talk about. Yeah, um that. very close game was surprised with UCF's Quarterback, Rice Plumlee, that used to be Ole Miss, he was out. But UCF's backup quarterback, pretty good. Tie game up until the fourth quarter. Kansas State kind of ran away with it. Ended up winning by 13. Don't think this Kansas State's a team that will win the big 12 like last year's team did, but a team that maybe could ruffle some things. I don't know. I need to look where they play Texas at, but they could throw a couple punches over there. Not a they, team, they, they have play to the go, right way. They play hard. They have to go
0: to Texas.
1: So, don't know how they'll end up finishing, but I think that could definitely beat some teams over, going to get to a good bowl game. And then the second game I want to talk about was USC-Arizona State. Don't know why I stayed up to watch any of this. It was a lot closer <laughs> than it should have been little concerning for USC when Arizona State gets blanked by Fresno State but puts up 28 points against you and holds you to 42 points with Caleb Williams. So, a game that USC ended up winning, and they're going to take that all day, but only being a very bad Arizona State team by 14 points. A little concerning going ahead with a much better Colorado offense that might be overlooked coming to this next week. Don't know how that – definitely going to be a shootout of some sorts, but don't know how that game will wind up next week yeah
0: I mean th- this has always been the thing with Lincoln Rally teams and USC in general. What can your defense do? and right now their defense can't do nothing. I mean it's I mean it's ugly. I mean their team like like last year Utah exposed them late both two times last year when they played them basically back to back weeks last week last year coming into this year it's the same thing. you got teams that are Arizona State. Now I will say I do like Arizona state's new coach. He's gonna maybe have them right. Uh, I I like him.
1: Yes, but and I hate. I want to say one thing about. Hate to go back to it, but another Brian Harsin situation over there. Herm Edwards, yeah, place in a train wreck. People leaving by the masses over there. So gonna take him a little bit of time, but it's a good place. I think it's a good place to be a coach, especially going forward into the Big Twelve. Very recruitable place. People like Tempe. So I think going forward, that could be a good job, but we're going to have a really rough slate for the rest of the Pac-12.
0: 100%. I do want to get to a little bit of NBA talk before we end this. Dame Lillard, Raptors, Raptors and Bulls are now in talks with trades for Dame. Dame has said he only wants to play for the Heat, and he trades with the Heat have kind of cooled down. Do you think Dame shows up to training camp, or does he sit out? In my opinion, Dame's the type of guy I think he's still going to show up.
1: I absolutely couldn't say it better myself, I think. He's a guy um, – obviously, I wouldn't say he doesn't even want to be in Portland. He just wants a chance to win. He loves Portland. If he's not traded by then, definitely see himself showing up to – and now I say I think if he stays, that Portland team would be scary. Got athletes all over the floor, sharp. Okay, they just drafted Henderson. You still have Nurkits. You still have Jeremy Grant, who was signed to a very big contract. I don't know why. I think they keep <laughs> Dame there. But he was, I mean, he's obviously a good player. You saw what he did in Detroit two seasons ago. So right. a little bit of a sneaky team if Portland can keep it all together over there. But I don't think Dane's the type of guy to sit out of training camp on his team. I will say, I have seen teams like the Sun somehow are going to get in on the Dame trade to try to facilitate his trade elsewhere. I think he'll end up getting to where he wants to go. I don't know how soon, but I think the more yeah. pressure he puts on him, um, the sooner it will happen. One thing I will say, though, the heat, someone's going to have to give them a fair package for a day, and what they're offering is not formidable. It's, just
0: ridiculous. it's not ridiculous. You can't
1: offer yeah. first-round picks in six years, Johnny Juzang, hero yeah. who's on a massive contract and um Jobich. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. yeah it's not and give him, yeah it's just not gonna work out they got some team if you really want dame you gotta you gotta give him what he's worth
0: absolutely now if you are scoot are you disappointed that dame is still here or are you taking it as an advantage and say hey let well, me learn from this guy
1: well i don't know how truthful scoots being but from all i've heard he's Beg dame to stay in portland i mean that could just be a show right no one really knows but from what i've seen he wants to stay with dame which i don't know why you wouldn't would take a lot of pressure off you as a rookie to be able to learn from somebody not be able to have to be the main ball handler in a situation but um i don't i would say he's not disappointed but you never really know
0: cam any thoughts on the dame situation I'm be a devil's advocate here. I'll say he's not showing up to training camp. Um, oh, okay. I'll say an hour ago, I saw he tweeted, no way we this garbage, man. I don't know. Dane tweeted video. that? He did tweet that. And I let, me like, that. Let, no let me go shot. check that. No shot. No shot. There's that. no way. There's no way. Damien Lillard tweeted, man, we garbage. No way we, we this
1: garbage,
0: garbage man. Period.
1: I think he is talking about an NFL game. He's got to be. Whoa, Wait, whoa, dude, either know. way, you don't post
0: that without context. I don't know <laughs> how you can face a locker room that you're supposed to lead after basically telling grown men that
1: they can't do their job. I will say that I don't know. I have, I'm not seeing – I mean, unless he's a Raiders fan, which would make <laughs> sense. I think he's from California. I'm not – the top comment is a Raiders no, 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 no. name. Okay, okay, I'm going to say I just looked up – I haven't really – not very interested in NFL right now. Not a lot of parody over there. But I will right. say um, I did just see Jimmy Garoppolo had three picks to end the game <laughs> and threw a pick to end the game. So, that could be what he's referring to. I will agree with you, mm. though, Cam. Don't know why you post that without context, especially with everything that's going on with you. Don't think he would say that about Portland, but really not a good move on his part.
0: How about Miami putting up 70 points without Jalen Waddle,
1: Unreal. I mean, I don't know what Walmart version of Sean Payton the Broncos got. (laughs) But, and one thing I saw, leaving Russell Wilson in down 50 points, absolutely disrespectful.
0: And this is, maybe this is me being a little bit of a homer, but you got to give Stidham a look at some point, right? I mean,
1: yeah, oh. that's, that's no, no, no. At some point, no. No, at some point
0: you got to give my man
1: a look. I think
0: we're okay over.
1: This podcast is not based in Auburn, Jansen. No one needs <laughs> to to give a look. Hey, man.
0: <laughs> all right. It, it reminds me of something I'd see out of Jansen in a Madden franchise. Um, all 5'10 guys, as fast as you can get them. I mean, the, every single every single player in the top five for top speed is a Miami Dolphin. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, it looks wrong. like
0: Jansen Jansen built the team to run PA post on me every play. So honestly, it just seems fun. Mike McDaniel's a young coach, man. He's got a great mind. I he doesn't have this he doesn't, I have this. he me- doesn't have this Neanderthalic
1: attitude. On the fantasy yep. side. I did play today. Absolutely brutal loss. I think the guy's approaching 250 points. I played against Raheem Mostert. 250? I I played against Raheem Mostert, who had 42, A-Chain, who had 50, and Tyreek Hill, who had 48. So, Dolphins trio kind of put it on me. Just looking over the stats here briefly, Tua, 23 for 26, 309, and four Mm. touchdowns. Devon A-Chain on the ground, 18 carries, 203 yards for two touchdowns.
0: 50 fantasy
1: Um, points, very true. A-Chain receiving had four catches, 30 yards, two touchdowns. Tyreek had nine for 157 and a touchdown. Just absolute total team win for Miami. Denver, I don't know what you do. You're not really able to trade away that um, Wilson contract, but definitely got to go back to the drawing board at some point. You know, coming up next week, you do have have the Bears – who obviously might be going for Caleb Williams at this point. Then you've got the Jets and Chiefs, so not really getting any easier there. No, not at
0: all. you probably get a win next week with, you know, the Bears looking and shambles as always. But, you know, okay. sorry. Yeah. You know. Jansen, so um, well, didn't even have I had Waddle win yeah. Left Waddle still beat you. Yep, <laughs> did not have a great day in fantasy today for me. I actually did not check that league. Here's yeah. next time. Hmm. Okay. Um, but rough yeah. start right in there in the main fantasy league I am in. I had Waddle and Aaron Jones out today, so that did not help by any stretch of the imagination. But and then Deshaun Watson decided twenty five points. To... Yeah. And then Deshaun Watson decided he knew how to play football
1: again today. So, <laughs> um. That's a team that I can't get a read on, the Browns, I mean.
0: Jimmy G had three picks but still ended the game with 25 points.
1: Wow. Boys. I do know Devontae Adams had a couple of big plays for touchdowns. Yeah. Tomorrow Jimmy night, G. what are you thinking about, jants Who do you like? Eagles, Buccaneers, Rams, Bengals?
0: I mean, I don't – I think it'll be a good game. I think the Bucks are looking good, but uh, the Eagles, I mean, they've got one of the better rosters top to bottom. Uh,
1: I mean, Jalen talk, about, talk about having to go from – as Tampa Bay having to go play Minnesota, who it looks very bad, and the Bears to having to go play the best defense in the NFL, arguably, after what we saw Dallas do today, losing to Arizona somehow. Um, and yeah. then Rams, Bengals, main question is – can the Bengals get it on track? I did see they signed the best quarterback in free agency, AJ McCarron. So they may be looking to turn it around with AJ McCarron. And
0: can't stand Joe Burrow.
1: <laughs> and
0: get paid, you start buying the Quaaludes, man. All of a sudden, you're not used. You're not watching. Used film. to play in Cincinnati. Yeah, he, up did, he did. He did. He did. He played.
1: Yeah. He actually played in a playoff game versus Pittsburgh when Dalton I went down. That. I remember that. Um, long time ago, but. That's you know, when uh,
0: Antonio Brown caught CTE.
1: And the Rams had a very convincing win against the Seahawks. Beat, uh, kept it very close with the 49ers. I think the Rams could pass for a lot tomorrow night. I like the Rams yeah. in that one.
0: Yeah. Going back to the to the Vikings, I mean, Kirk Cousins and the offense is doing their thing. It's just defense is so poor. Like, yeah, I mean it's –
1: who did it's they lose? Hard. I know they lost hard to win they... games. Who did they lose uh, Patrick,
0: Patrick Peterson. You lost Jordan Hicks to the Chargers. Yeah. No, Eric Kendricks to the Chargers. My fault. Jordan Hicks oh, is still yeah. there. He, he, you he lost he, him. So, I know you, I you still
1: know. got a couple guys, but very aging Minnesota defense. Harrison Smith might be on crutches in a couple of years. <laughs>
0: Danielle <laughs> Hunter is aging. Yeah, I think they also lost to Zedaria Jensen Smith to the teams. Packers.
1: I think he also lost Azaria yeah. Smith to the Packers, possibly. Um, so. You got to – I've seen talks of Cousins maybe going to the Jets because he's on the last year of his contract. I want the best for Kirk. Yep. I think if he wants to get um, – but people talking about the – Vikings prizes me when you have a wide receiver of that caliber. Yeah. In his right. prime. You get maybe only winning two to three games this year. I mean, that – and keep in mind, you have guys like Hawkinson, who's a top three tight end. Addison's looked really good up to this point. One thing yep. I will say that's been disappointing on the offensive end, that running back room.
0: Addison is not holding his weight, as a lot of people thought he would after Dalvin Cook got hurt late last year, and he
1: came in and actually played very well. So. I need to go check on this real quick, but did we see Akers today after they got him from the Rams?
0: I am not sure about that. That would have been a very quick turnaround. Here. I'm not exactly sure, though.
1: We did, oh, see, we did not see, we did not see acres today. But Madison went twenty carries for ninety three yards. The backup went three for twenty seven, so nine yards of carry. Jefferson, right. Hawkinson, Addison did their thing, just from a defensive side of the ball. Just definitely not good enough. Um, sure. And that's a that was a battle that Owen twos people teams people did not think would be 0-2. That was a must win game dropping their first three that's really hard to recover from especially i would say the nf than the afc does so can't uh, drop that
0: who one. would who yeah who would have thought they would have been 0-3 up to this point i mean I know, just not a great look all right well i think that's gonna do it for us today on what on what's the line uh, hope you all enjoyed the show Give us feedback in the comments. Let us know. Just a little test run to start out with. Until next time, see y'all. See you